0: Smith.
1: No relation. Uh, this is what, March 1st?
0: Yes. Welcome to March. It comes in like a lion. And creeps out like a something? Goes out like a lamb. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the March.
1: You're not up on your musical theater. March? March comes in like a lion. What is that film? Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Carousel. Oklahoma.
2: Look at me. I'm offended.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's from Oklahoma. Um, Rogers and Hammerstein. Okay. No relation.
0: I've seen it. Um. uh Today, this month's theme is the first time I was an asshole. Mm-hmm. We have, of course, with us Ian Dr. Phone Smith. Hello. Thank you, Ian. Yeah. Um. And our guests are Tim Bagley, mm-hmm. Jimmy Fowley, right. and Kyle Dunnigan. Yay! 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 We'll
1: Pipe in some in studio applause. Let's yeah. make sure get a little applause track, like on the soup. Okay. okay, so Mary just start. Oh, all right, I'm first. Okay, I'm going to shift this microphone a little bit. Um, all right, here's my story. Um, <laughs> uh, and I will preface this by saying that um, I have been an asshole many times, but my story is going to be um, uh, about a premeditated asshole experience but I like I was really I was horrible to a lot of people like I once made I mean I guess this counts like I made a voodoo doll of a girl and then blew it up in a cemetery because I wanted to Uh um and um I I told a girl who had a really narrow face that she looked like yeah we she got in a car accident though oh my god and I was not driving good Um, for you right I did affect change Mm -hmm. um and I, uh, I once told a girl, because she had like a very narrow face, and I told her that she, her face looked like it got caught in a sliding glass door. <laughs> and then she broke well, my hilarious. nose. So she got me back. Oh, no. Yeah. no, it's all right. I deserved it. <laughs> oh, and I once took a baseball bat to somebody's windshield. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
3: Was
1: uh, that was like in a fit of rage. <laughs> or as
3: opposed to a calm. Well, it was it was
1: not premeditated. It was okay. like it was like uh like I I could plead insanity in that mm-hmm. in in that case. Gotcha. <laughs> Tim, am I shattering the sweet sweet image you've always had of no, me?
2: No, I'm, ah! I'm s- not surprised at all. Okay,
1: so my story. Um, I was an asshole to my mom, and um, and I'll say this like up until um, puberty, probably like from the time I was able to um, have a, a close relationship with my mom until about the time that puberty changed everything in me hormonally. My mom and I were really, really good friends and we hung out all the time and um, we just got along really well and we spent time together and we did things together and that, like that's who I wanted to hang out with. And then around the time I hit like 13, I just, things changed and I really started to hate my mom. Um, And so, um, and my mom at that time was a single mom, but she had like, you know, um, boyfriends. Um, I won't say that she had a revolving door, because you really shouldn't talk about your mom like that. But she had had a lot of boyfriends. Um, And one in particular I didn't like, and um, I don't know if I should use his real name. No. Well, at least his first name.
4: Use my name. (laughs) <laughs> Kyle, his name yeah. was Kyle Dunnigan.
1: <laughs> Kyle Dunnigan. And Kyle Dunnigan molested
0: me.
1: <laughs> no, that's a totally different podcast. Um, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, well, his name was Fred. We have to like his name was Fred. That is his name. His name was Fred, and um, Fred uh, was. And I don't no idea if Fred is dead or alive today. Like, and, and I wish him no ill will, but he. Um, he uh i just didn't like fred but mostly i just wanted my mom to be unhappy so this story it's a very brief story but this the, the, the soon as we came up with this topic i was like this is the one time that i know for a fact that i premeditatedly went after my mother and was a complete asshole so my mom and fred had been together but they'd been having some problems and um Uh, And and there'd been some tension in the house mostly like we lived in community at the time So there were a lot of people living under one roof So it wasn't just my family. There were a lot of families living in a house and there were some people sleeping with each other That shouldn't it was very hippy-dippy and there was a lot going on Um, and I, I believe that my mother thought that Fred had slept with somebody else in the house. So I, I kind of knew that there was that going on and they'd been fighting and I was really hoping they would break up. Less because I didn't like Fred, but mostly because I just hated my mother so much at that point. Like I just wanted to cause harm to my mother. Like I, That's what I remember about being 13 was I hate you and I want you to suffer right along with me because I'm suffering too. And um, she was always putting me on a diet. So I was really, really angry. (laughs) Like All I remember about this time of my life was like putting little tiny, like two ounce lamb chops in the toaster oven. Like that's what I was allowed to eat was little tiny Uh, two ounce lamb chops. And then, you know, sneaking and stealing food. And then, and then. um, Well,
2: that's her being an asshole. Yeah. She was a total asshole. (laughs) Um,
1: Lamb chops too. What a weird diet food. It's lean meat. Oh, okay. It's lean protein. Um, so, uh, so on this particular day, I knew from the night before I could hear them fighting. And so I laid in bed all night long thinking like collecting data, like listening in, collecting information. Like this was truly premeditated, taking notes in my journal. Like I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be such an asshole to my mom tomorrow. (laughs) Um and like heavenly uh, creatures, it's totally like <laughs> heavenly creatures. I sculpted a little clay model. No, uh, and so the next morning, I like armed with all of my information. I walked into the kitchen, and um, and I, my mother was in the kitchen, and I said, "So, I heard you fighting last night. Did you get any sleep?" And she turned around, and she was crying. <sighs> and um i she was really crying like had been crying for a long time clearly was really upset and and for a second i was like wow she's really like don't poke the bear in the zoo but i was like i was locked and loaded and i was ready to go and i was like um so fred's sleeping with somebody else right and Ooh. then she's, cry- she's still crying, Asshole. and she's not really answering me. <laughs>
3: Asshole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she's not really answering me, and then um, and I said, and I guess you're just going to let him get away with that, right? And then she said, he left this morning, and I started laughing. <gasps> I started laughing, and I was like, ha-ha! He totally left you! Oh. And my mother smacked me across the face so hard that I, like, flew across the kitchen. And, like, my mother is not a large person. And as I've already established, I was eating two-ounce lamb chops. So, like, to move me (laughs) across the kitchen by force was not the easiest thing in the world for her to do. She slapped me so hard. And I just remember... I remember so vividly like standing in that kitchen and the sun coming in the window behind me and my mother standing there and just tears on her face and that her hand and that sound and like, oh, it was so intense. And thinking like this, I, I, I'm a fucking asshole. I'm such an asshole. And then, and all I said to her was like, Maybe if you didn't hit people, they would hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> the,
5: per- the perfect stillness. Yeah. Still and 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 I still I, thought like, you were going to apologize. Yeah.
1: And then I turned and I left the kitchen. And then um, and I kept thinking I should apologize. But I was like, I, all I could think of was like, that was successful. Like, I, re- I was okay. so, oh, I was like, I hated her so much for no reason. Like, I mean, lots of reasons, but no reason. And, um. Uh, And I remember years later, like, saying to my mom, I've always felt bad about this, and I'm so sorry that that happened and that I was such an asshole. And she was like, I have no memory of that at all. What? Yeah, and it was something that, like, haunted me for a really long time, for years of, like, oh, my God, I was so horrible to my mom. And who knows? I mean, she... My mother has selective memory. Anyway, although I would think like that would be a memory you would select to remember, like you would want to be like, "And you were
0: an asshole." Mm -hmm. But the hitting you might be something she doesn't want to remember.
5: Yeah, she like. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Is it possible it wasn't your mom and it was Jennifer Garner?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's totally possible. That's a good point. I think she's too young to be Mm, in the story. How long before you weren't mad at your mom anymore? Oh, I stayed mad at my mom for a long time. Like, that that anger, that I rode that anger wave to that, you know, you get to that conversation where they say, either live by my rules or get the fuck out of here. And so I got the out. So that, like, at 15, I was like, I'm done, and I'm out. I'm leaving. So we fought hard for two years. Like, seriously, seriously
0: hard for two years. If you want the follow-up of that story, listen to My First Job. yes it's all connecting where where I
1: talk about how my mother said if you don't like how it is get out and I got out and I had my first job so it's all connected (laughs) you can go to myfirsttimepodcast.net and hear about my first job you're
2: basically writing your one person show I really am (laughs) thanks
1: for coming Mm -hmm. How's your Um, relationship now with your it's great she mm-hmm. lives here half time she oh, has a room right. at the top of the stairs mm-hmm. it doesn't have a lock on the door does she
4: still strike you
1: uh, she <laughs> does not okay. she does not strike me um, are we're, you ever
4: an asshole to her anymore um, does Fred live here too
1: Fred's <laughs> in the poor Fred Fred is like the guy that like when he ate chicken, like you know some people eat things that it's just disgusting how they eat. Mm,
4: yeah, yes I do. Um Fred I feel, like, I, feel like I feel like Fred's dead. I just feel like he's dead. He
1: might be dead. Um and you know, Fred was not a bad guy. Like he actually Fred introduced me to porn. Like he was the first
0: person to have Oh, so that's, wait bad thing. Thing. That's, that's nice. Wait a minute. So that's nice. Adult yeah. male introduced a thirteen year old girl to porn yeah. and you're saying he's a good and guy? And he taught me how to drive.
1: Oh, good for him. So, sure. you know, a stick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, very he's good. good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a listener. Maybe he's not. That yeah. kind of, <laughs> He's a huge cool. fan of this podcast. <laughs> but he was like, he would eat
1: chicken, and then like after he would strip the meat off the chicken leg, then he would put the bone.
4: Ooh.
1: And yeah. like chew the bristle. Some people do that. Some people do well, that. I've,
2: I've heard pe- people from the south. A lot of people from the south <laughs> chew bone. Fred was mm-hmm. not from and the south. And they say that they like the um, marrow. Mm. And they suck the marrow out of the bone. That's, that's from a thing. that's
1: from Dead Poets Society.
2: No, 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 that's a real thing. I've <laughs> seen people do that. So I've
1: saw Fred do it. Yeah, yeah. And then Fred left. Oh my God, that uh, left. that's the end. You have fantasies
4: of like another line you could have said because it's such a moment. You're hit across the <laughs> kitchen to turn. And say
1: maybe and that's the reason
4: You could the deliver sort of yeah. any line. Yeah. Did you ever go like, "Oh, I should have said this." Yeah, ooh, the like, new choices. I, I, I had the
0: right um, one. My new choice <laughs> it Let's do it, Mary Jo. So add just smacked you.
1: I have cancer. <laughs> New choice. <laughs> um, uh, I'm pregnant. New choice. That didn't hurt me at all. Oh. oh
0: no. I think cancer wins. Yeah, well, it always I does. I
2: didn't hurt me at
5: all. Oh, yeah. That's pretty powerful. It's pretty ca- said, pregnant said, is kind of intense. It's like, we, had like like really, we had like a really
1: we had a very crazy relationship. Ooh. We still do have a very crazy relationship but I love you, mom. What if you said you were pregnant with Fred's baby. Oh! And you just it. I wish you just I'd it said by that. Me the floor. Pregnant in my mouth with Fred's baby and you just killed me. it.
2: I just spotted.
1: <laughs> You're that aware of your <laughs> that? You said, you,
4: said you said if you didn't hit people, like. Maybe creation. if you
1: didn't hit people, they wouldn't leave. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty that's good. If you hit, yeah. For a little kid to come up with that, that's yeah. a good way. I was, I was a really kid. smart maybe kid.
4: Maybe you hit Fred's cock a little. Woo! Now that, that was not my mom's problem.
1: That was not my mom's problem. Now, what do we do? <laughs> we are going to switch to the next storyteller.
0: Yeah, oh, this is fun. Like, what's your story? Hey guys. Hi.
5: I'm Jimmy. I am, <laughs> Hi, Jimmy. I'm not a woman, which I feel like I should say to the listeners because they can't see me. And sometimes that I'm mistaken for that. Really? Um, really? Yeah, because sometimes I, mean, I think sometimes, yeah. Really? No, because I mean, of
1: the tone of your voice?
5: Yeah.
4: It's a very low well, woman's voice.
5: Really? Well, maybe it's like a sexy, sexy woman. sultry woman. I think people are just being assholes. They're rude. I don't know. Um, so my uh, my story is uh, the first time I was an asshole in a relationship. Uh, in college, I dated this guy, uh, Adam, which is his real name. It's so.
1: <laughs> so weird because Fred had a son named Adam. Did he really? Yeah.
5: It's all related. Um, <laughs> and he was such a nice guy. He was someone who... Um, He was actually living, he was a a friend my first year of college and then we were living together with this other girl, Riley, and we just ended up really connecting and in college I kind of had probably the darkest period of my life. I was just drinking a lot and I just had so many kind of just like inner demons, you know, and so the people closest to me really kind of saw that side of me. My dad was like a rageaholic, so it was, I just kind of exploded on people, you know, Like I was that kind of person who's really cool until you get to know them, you know, (laughs) like because I just I was very fun and and um, like to, you know, party. But then my, you know, when I got in relationships, it would kind of unravel. And with Adam, I was very judgmental and he was in this um, modern dance company called um, Boom Cat. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and I
5: danced growing up. So I was like he had never danced before. It was this thing, like he was in college and he was trying to try new things and it was he was very uncomfortable with it. he was excited and passionate about it. He was choreographing and I was very judgmental. I was like, you know, he's like, you know, it's a lot of pedestrian dancing, it's very cool, but it's not, you know, not these trained dancers. And I was like, well, you know, I'll be really honest when I see it, you know, how I feel about it. <laughs> like, it's like, who says that? Mm-hmm. And and I mean, there were other things, like when I, it was my birthday and like we, I fell asleep and I threw up, I woke up throwing up on him, oh. you know, like, and peed on him and he like took me to the shower. So just everything. I was, from
1: like, from drinking? Yeah, from
5: drinking. and And then I would always just kind of keep him, I think I did that thing where you try to see how much someone loves you. So you like push them away. Anyways, um, I have no
1: idea what
5: that is. yeah, it's the worst. So, um, he ended up did, he ended up breaking up with me and it was one of those things where it, I didn't even get sad about it until months later. Cause I was so like cut off from myself and I also have really bad boundary issues. So I remember it was like, we had broken up two months later and it was like February and I was like to my friends, I'm like, should I? Get Adam a Valentine's Day card? And they're like, No, like you're broken up, like absolutely not. So, anyways, I just really couldn't let go. Um, and then a few months later in the spring, he had his final recital, that the Boom Cat performance. And um I went to see the rehearsal. It was not a dress rehearsal, it was like the second rehearsal before the actual show. And I went in and and his piece came up and it was it was the story of our relationship. It was two men, and it was, like, the back and forth, and it was, like, so... Yeah, yeah and dance, and it was wow. so beautiful, I w- and I couldn't help it. I was just bawling, crying. Because, you know, I kept thinking, like, is there a chance, like, you know, and then to see the dance, and, uh, you know, obviously it's his own artistic point of view, so he's not saying, like, maybe we can be back together. It's his, you know, showing the story of the relationship. So I'm, like, crying, and I go up to him, and, I'm, and I just said, you know... The dance was, and I'm still, like, crying, really crying hard. I'm like, the dance was just really incredible, and, you know, I, I know it was about us. And he just, like, looked at me very cold, and he's like, well, I'm, I'm glad you had a good reaction to it. And he, but he was very distant, and I thought it was so weird. And I kept thinking, I kept telling my friends, like, I don't know, should I talk to him more about it? Maybe we can, like, fix everything. Anyways, um... A few days later, my my roommate, my other roommate, went to see the show, and um, I asked her. I was like, "What did you think about Adam's piece? The two guys, like, you know, he." I found out it's the story of us. He's like, and um, she was like, "What are you talking about?" And and I was like, "Yeah, the one that Adam choreographed." And she's like, "It was about two military men's, uh, like a son send uh, a father sending." His son off to war. Like they were dressed in full military uniforms. It was not about me at all. <laughs> and I had totally just, you know, projected my own shit onto this dance. <laughs> Thought it was his story about me. W- cried openly in this rehearsal. Approached him and said, I literally said, I know it's about mm. us. Like a crazy person. <laughs> and it was my mo- I think it was my most embarrassing realization and but I also think it's very it was great karma because I think I had a lot of just really negative um you know that relationship was so I was so terrible in it so yeah
1: <laughs> you completely hijacked the mm-hmm.
5: performance mhm yeah why do
2: you think that he didn't say to you it wasn't about us I don't I think mm-hmm. it would be
5: too embarrassing for him do you know to say I think that's why he was so weird and distant because he didn't know what to... Like, if you had done something, like you wrote a, a, a sketch or a pilot and an ex came and was like... And in in a public place where there's people around and was like, And hey, I know it was about... Us. I don't know. Maybe you would maybe yeah. you would just say... If he's not
4: confrontational Yeah. Yeah, him, I guess. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad
5: you had that. Like, I'm done yeah. with
2: this. I'm yeah. done
5: yeah. with
1: this. Or maybe I'm not going to engage this
2: crazy. exactly,
5: exactly. <laughs> Maybe he was
1: just thinking, like, that's exactly what he would expect. From you. Yeah, He's so narcissistic. He's so narcissistic. <laughs>
0: Wait, but did he have any connection to the military?
5: No, it was just like it was just a truly out, you know, nothing related to his own life. He just wanted to tell the story. Well, maybe
2: it was yeah, maybe yeah, the it story was. between you and him, and he disguised it, you know, under mm, military yeah.
5: costumes. I, I, I think there's a there that is possible but I think it's I a better chance that it was nothing. I could call yeah, him I'm right sorry. now. I I'm gonna tell you something. Should I call him that right that now? Yeah, no,
2: t- I'm gonna tell you something. I, I would. Feeling yeah. You think it was? I think that it might be that, and I'll tell you something. I, just the moment you said boom cat, <laughs> I thought, no, I don't like this guy.
3: I don't trust him.
2: I don't uh-huh. like him.
0: How did, it, to me, cause you know like, so you think you can dance, they got ridiculous in the last few seasons, about like everything is about something that's supposed yeah. to make you sob because they're all going yeah. to win Emmys. Totally, and it's kind of disgusting. Like, just do a dance. Not every dance has yeah. to be about someone having cancer or mm-hmm. somebody. You well, know, they have, you have
2: a special night that it's all about like something yeah. emotional. But, yeah. but also,
1: if you, I would, I would presume while sitting in an audience, if I saw a dance of two men about one going off to war, I would imagine that it would be inspired from a father son relationship mm-hmm. and nothing
0: else like i yeah. would imagine that that but from something real so if he just made it up out of the blue like i think yeah. it would be dramatic to write to do it totally. then that makes him an asshole yeah and if it, it was... Wait, why is that become an asshole? Because it's gross. Like, he doesn't know anything about the military. I'm not going to... No, you don't know you that. Don't know you don't know that. that. But
5: Colleen, isn't it like if we wrote a sketch, and you're like, oh, like, like, when I wrote a sketch about these two guys who sell black moss. Like, I don't know what that's like, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, crank out a sketch. What is
0: black moss?
5: I don't... I honestly don't even know. It's like this <laughs> thing like the that heroin thing? Yeah, all right. it's just... I, I Comedy
0: don't. is different, though. If you're writing like something that brought you to tears about going away to war, and you have zero reference to it... But you don't know that
2: he has zero reference. Well, he might be from this, a military family. This just Maybe.
5: comes back to me giving him a call.
4: Do no, yeah. you have a relationship with him where it's like, call you up. could say, you could talk about this, or would it be really weird?
5: I think like we we've seen each other since then because we went, you know we have a lot of How mutual friends. Was this was when I'm 30 now and this is when I was 21. So nine years ago I mean it was a long time ago but I don't even think he would pick up. All right, yeah. I'm just going to call him just oh, to see. Just see but we can. I just want to know, like,
4: what was that gonna, like, dance about? Hey,
0: was that dance legitimately just And about was, I
5: being narcissi- was I being a
0: narcissistic was I being This
5: now. is crazy that we might do this. But, we can, but can I say, <laughs> I want to open it with just, like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, hey, I actually am going to do this podcast. I don't want him to know that yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. You, you should,
0: should tell him, him that he's quiet.
5: on because but, but then, yeah, we'll be but quiet. But if he's like, oh, I'm on right now, that's like, can I just say, and then after I'll be like, hey, by the way, we can cut it out. Yeah. It, but I
2: think out. the audience is gonna think you're an asshole.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Them Should them I story. not do it? You're on
4: speakerphone, and you gotta tell them you're, you're in the asshole uh-huh. so yeah. yeah. Just let them know we could totally cut it
2: out. Yeah. Yeah. And you got figure s- out how to get off a phone so you can talk okay, to yeah. them later.
5: Exactly. Okay.
1: Make plans and
5: then break them. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Here we go. You're definitely getting a voicemail.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. There's no way
5: you going to pick oh, up. Right. I don't look at my phone. Oh, my ex-boyfriend from nine years ago is calling. Let me just grab this real quick. He peed and he threw He might be uh, preparing for boom camp. <laughs> it is
3: Saturday
5: yeah, I'm getting nervous. Come on.
1: Pick up. What's his
5: name? Adam. Adam. Come on, Adam. Why am I whispering? I don't know.
1: <laughs> my heart
5: is like pounding.
4: Is it? That- shut up.
0: <laughs> you have reached the voicemail box well, of Dude. I tried. All right. To be continued.
1: To be continued. We could
4: explain that
2: call. He's right now on the other side. Uh, the other <laughs> thing, you know, on his phone, going, "What the fuck is Jimmy calling?" And that? then he didn't <laughs> yeah. leave a
1: message. He just hung up. I
5: That's that creepy. What's he doing? Ago, let done. it <laughs> let it go, Jimmy. It's been,
2: you know, what is it, nine,
1: nine years? years? I
5: did. I would love to just be like, because to, to, I've never we've never Dude. talked about that moment.
2: Well, we can try again. <laughs> text, him,
0: text him and tell him to call you back to talk about that. Moment. I do love any time where you think something is so about you and yeah. it's not about you. It's such oh, a fun, absolutely moment. You can
4: text him, not to over this big, say, hey, um, just had a quick question uh, and ask like that uh, or text. I don't know if you want. Should I? I need an answer
0: important to my life. All right, while Jimmy texts, we're going to move. And then if there's another,
2: in
4: the middle of another story, and he
2: calls, we'll just shut, back <laughs> shut down we'll take
0: the call. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take the call. The we'll yeah. shut down
1: production. This,
4: yeah. My story really, not to qualify it, <laughs> you just but did. I'm going to. Yeah. Like, I think it's bad. I think it doesn't, it's not funny, and it's, like, short, it and, like, isn't even. <laughs> oh, my God, yours is great. <laughs> I'm going to call Adam in the middle of mine, though, spice it up. <laughs> Um, I was in high school. Couldn't have been the first time I was an asshole, but this is just what I remembered. And I was on uh, the cross-country team, and you run track. You just run for three and a half miles. It's like the most unfun, not cool sport to do. My (laughs) friends were doing it, so I I just did what my friends did. So during um, practice, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't practice. I would say, shouldn't splints. I had some excuse. I just would sit there. (laughs) And um, then a race would come, and I would always just come in. You know, I would do terribly. And um, (laughs) then we had this, like, Connecticut meet. Like, four schools came together. It was, like, 80 people on one of those tracks, you know. Uh And we started the track. I had the gun. And he shoots it off and just trampled. Like, six people get injured, and it just... (laughs) Everyone gets trampled and they're like, Stop the race, we all go back. And I'm like a preserve your body kind of person. So I was like, I don't wanna get hurt, I'm gonna run out. I'm gonna sprint out as fast as I can, get clear of this mess, and then I'll, you know, find a way to to, you know, whatever. So I sprint out and I'm winning. And so, I had a very low self-esteem. So the fact that I was like beating 80 people like really gave me a jolt of, uh, you know, self-worth or something. Awesome. And I was just powered by this adrenaline. So- How old are you? Uh, what is like, sophomore year, 16, something. Okay. So um, I am running at full speed. When you do a, a cross country race, you don't <laughs> sprint for three and a half miles. Right. Like. Kenyan people don't do that. No. You, you pace yourself. You pace yourself right. I am at a full, like I'm running a 100-yard dash. And the you know the top kids of Connecticut are like trying to keep up with me. Like, what's going on? So we go into the woods a half a mile, and then you come back out of the woods a half a mile, so it's a full mile, in and out, and then you go around the track and then out into the woods like that. So I go into the woods a half a mile. I'm still winning. And I'm thinking, like, maybe I'm like good at this. You know, like, maybe I... I you know, tapped into some talent that I, I didn't realize that I've got these deep lungs. I'm having these like fantasy because <laughs> I'm lung. my legs are flying. No,
1: you're, you're, you're at the Olympics in your mind.
4: I'm I'm in this, my sophomore, year, like killing these senior, you know, track stars. So I run, in this, I come running out of the woods. I've gone a mile at full speed, Jesus. An entire mile as fast as I can, and I come out just like a deer. And... Uh, <laughs> My coach sees me come out because he's waiting at the tracks. He's coming out. And he's just like, the look on his face is like, how's The My worst person winning the Connecticut State Championship. So he yells out, slow down. You're not going to make it. That's what he yells. You're kidding me. Yeah. That seems so. Recent. Right. Like a hater. Yeah, yeah. He should be telling the story. <laughs> I heard that, and something in the back of my brain like snapped, and I literally saw a brick wall, oh. and my body just stopped, and I couldn't—I could barely move my legs. Suddenly, everything just came flying wow. back into, reality. and I'm just trying to make it, wow. and just every eighty people, <laughs> no, I should say seventy-nine people went right. by, <laughs> me, okay? No, six, seventy-eight people went by me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting oh. to the asshole part. Okay. I think so, I'm just going, going up this like street that turns into like where the track is for, you know, we finish. And everybody's in their track gear, waiting on the bus where it's done again. Everyone's waiting for me, you know? So it's like. You're
0: that far behind? Oh,
4: it's taken me hours to do this three and a half miles. Like I, I was like a zombie. I just sit down for a while at certain points. And wow. I should have just. Been like, oh, I'm just going to not do this race. But back then when you're a kid, you think you have to finish this, you know. So I'm like going and I feel like I'm going to die. And I hear this like click, 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 click behind me. (laughs) And I'm like, what's that? And I turn on and it's a legit like crippled kid. Like (laughs) not even like he hurt his leg skiing. Like he's like a a disabled Forrest Gump, like, but full on like something else wrong too <laughs> and wanted to do the race, right? So this is where I'm an asshole. And I'm a different person, but he came clicking alongside <laughs> of me and I go, please let me win. Let what? Me win. Oh, wow. What? Please, please let me win. Can you let me win? <laughs> like, like I didn't want like a like a crippled kid to beat me. I mean that's an asshole. And oh and he God. just kind of was like nah man. And he just clicked by me and, and beat me.
0: You were beat by a crippled kid.
1: Somehow, <laughs> like I thought that where this was headed was that you were gonna trip him. But somehow what what happened is worse than somehow. Like, please let me
4: win. It's sadder. It's like
1: <laughs> it's like Jeb Bush when he was at that rally. Please yeah. clap. And he goes please clap.
4: Yeah, it was like that.
1: Please oh. Let me win. oh.
4: It's Oh yeah. it didn't hit me till years later I was like yeah, if I did that at the time I was like yeah. And that, the kid, kid, that kid that kid
1: who was like last
4: and yeah. he's
1: gonna finish. Like he, he's just there to finish. He sure. knows he can't win. Yeah He's, he's the crippled kid. Yeah. He's just gonna finish. That
4: was his goal. He's like <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. beat like a you You're know a, a non college. crippled kid. <laughs> And when he came around, just everyone just cheering for Jimmy, whatever his oh. name was, and then just scowls at me. Just, just scowls at me guys.
0: Do you think that they thought so they scowled at you, so no part of them thought maybe you generously. It wasn't that let they scowled,
4: but they everyone was done. Like it was over and I like kind of tripped my way up to the finish line. Wow. I was just mad that we were so late.
0: What was the aftermath? Was everybody did everybody tease you or were they
4: They didn't know about the cripple kid. It was like a private <laughs> moment we had.
0: No, and but I, I mean did everyone tease you because I was you were so winning. late. yeah, yeah yes. I got you. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. Like yeah. you didn't even manage to
1: You were ahead and winning for the first trial. Right. and then you Came in last, dead last,
5: beaten by a cripple. I'm so mad at the coach. Like to me, like everything. Yeah, yeah. It could
4: have been life changing if I just won that race. But also,
5: like it's like even if your body, if he was right and your body, you know, you were pushing yourself too hard. Who cares? Like it's a this three mile cross country thing. You'll like recover in the bus after you won. Yeah. But to me, everything... I don't,
4: if I kept going another half a mile like that, I mean, I really felt like I almost died. Yeah, like but maybe right he now, saved my life.
2: I also do think though that there's power in what an adult says, and mm. the idea yes. that he said that to you, and that it stopped you, and that head that stayed in your head. Mm. I I think that that's horrible, and you know. um, the handicapped kid was probably encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, interesting that's the too, difference.
1: Because what got you out of the gate at that full sprint was the fear of getting trampled to death. Yeah, self-preservation. what stopped you in your tracks was like
0: your coach said, you're going to die. Like,
5: yeah, it's all fear. You were trying to just survive that whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: like animal instinct hmm How do they yeah. line up 80 people? We were, like,
5: in <laughs> rows.
4: Colleen, I love how Colleen wants to just break this down. There I'm was so like ten people. There was, like, eight rows of 10 people. Like, we were, all like, in rows. Okay. Like and, like, the marathon. top kids were in the front. Right. So, like, you know, I'm in the back. And I just, like, scurried like an animal <laughs> like on the side. I was in the front. <laughs> like a gazelle.
0: It's kind of amazing that you sprinted a full mile.
4: It really is. I mean, I wish I had that time because it's Clearly, yeah, I would love to would know how my long it took you to record. do it. I bet I did it. I bet I did a, a, a like a four and a half minute mile.
0: That's pretty amazing. That Wait, cool? no, isn't a four minute I, mile? I made that like, up. What? I have Piers, no idea how long do they, it is. They, they're always trying to break the four minute yeah, mile. Yeah, I mean they, they've
4: yeah. broken the four minute mile. Like people have done less than four minutes. Yeah,
0: that's amazing.
4: Yeah. So anyway, that happened.
1: No, I'm
4: the Aspetuck Valley. Country Club Junior Golf Champion, (laughs) nineteen eighty six. Nobody
2: likes a breaker.
4: Well, she asked. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually in a Connecticut like golf championship, and I was had two holes left, and people started. And I was not a great golfer. I was having this miracle day. It was a miracle. What I was one under par, which I'd never been, and so kids started going, "You're going to win." You know, and uh you're like th- you know three strokes ahead of the next guy, and two holes left. I just had to basically bogey the next two holes, which is like one over par, and I, I don't again like like that you're gonna you're not gonna make it, basically them saying that to me i I suddenly couldn't play golf anymore, and I just like duffed the ball like all the way home, and I again was like
1: you were really influenced by others
4: yeah, yeah, <laughs> did not get yeah. I think it's my mother's voice. Not to get like deep now, this is not what this podcast is about. It yeah, it can. Can. But We're my really my deep. mother's very negative and I've I've had to battle that. I think I'm I'm an adult now and I think I've got it under control, but as a child I really battled that. Do you feel like that's
5: part of like where your comedy comes from? Pro
4: probably just yet yeah, coping and feeling uncomfortable. Um is she kinda of just like glasses? How she just never says anything that is positive ever. Are you attracted and to negative women, too? Yes. Probably. <laughs> Colleen. Wait, is she just an unhappy We person? had sex once, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> um, is she just an unhappy person? I don't know. Like She doesn't appear to be like everyone, you know, is like, your mom's delightful. And she is, like, delightful in a lot of ways. But if it's ever something I'm doing or an achievement or something, she always goes like... I mean, when I, uh, like, I, I won something and they were like, her first thing was, can they take that away from you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> like, not like, Is great. she a depression baby? Uh, she's born like 40,
4: 1940. Yeah,
2: no. Well, maybe she was actually clinically depressed. depressed.
1: She if might have been. She might baby. have been.
4: I, no, I mean, she I doesn't th- introspect like that, but.
2: Yeah. I have a question. Um, Did you and Colleen really have sex? No, we, no? Didn't, okay. we didn't. We didn't. Right. We
4: tried, but. Uh, she has a what really happened? tight butt.
2: Oh. <laughs> wow.
4: Another, uh, thank you. I was, I was working on like a, a song. I was working for a long, a few hours, you know, and uh, she came in and she goes, You've been working on this a long time. I'm like, Yeah, you no, know, but it's fun, you know. And she goes, well, What if they don't like it? <gasps> it's wow. like that. That's what I grew up yeah. on. So I have to, like, battle that voice. And it's like, you know, your wow. parents' voice is in your head. You have to go, Okay, yeah. that's that. Don't listen wow. to that. Oh, weird. It's a very specific kind of
5: negativity. It's kind of like, it's not like she's like a bummer. Right, it's a fear. Yeah, don't forget you could be afraid about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like like the voice in your head that you try to squelch, but Mm -hmm. it's your mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: When somebody is always saying, well, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't do this. And then it it is kind of our responsibility as an adult to figure out how to turn that around and not listen to that. Yeah. It's really hard. And I always think when that happens, how great it would be to actually be loved in a different way for children. And when you see people like Julia Roberts, you know, just, you know, <laughs> skyrocketing to the top or Tom Hanks, I always think they were loved right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. They were told that they could do anything.
4: Yeah.
5: Or people told them they couldn't and then they just, like, overcame it. I don't know. Maybe. Well,
1: that's one... I will say this, though. If somebody asked if I'm still an asshole to my mother. I will be an asshole to my mother when it comes to stuff like that today. Like, she'll say... This is super. I don't know if she said this exactly, but she'll say like, "Well, why don't you just get the acting job?" And I'll be like, "Because well, it doesn't fucking work that way." Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then I'll be a dick
4: mm-hmm.
1: when she's being what I deem. Mm-hmm. That's like.
4: understandable. Mm-hmm. Is it yeah. your rage for that? Yeah, is...
1: <laughs> I
2: wouldn't say that you're being a dick. You're just, you know, it's irritating to have to deal with that kind of question. Mm-hmm.
4: Right. You're right, though. We get to a certain age where something bad happened to each of us. We we have to figure out how to not yeah. how to overcome it.
2: But then what about those people that are loved right and they just do well and they everything is functionable and everything just is like that and I always think, Wow, that would be awesome. Do you think that's I the don't, person yeah. is Yeah, I do. I think you have to be <laughs> I do. I think I think know you them. have to be loved right <laughs> and also I know them. I fucked them.
3: <laughs>
2: I get
0: have to have both. Because I would say both of my parents were always like, do whatever you want as long as it makes you happy. You're the smartest, you're the brightest, you're the greatest. The things we got criticized about, Ian had slightly different parents than my little sister and I did because they, my brother and older sister kind of broke them in. Mm-hmm. But um, they were always, uh, like I, there was a story about how my little sister, my parents had a parent-teacher conference with her teacher and the teacher was like, you know, Jennifer's very smart. She just makes, uh, and my mom finished her sentence, and she was like, "stupid mistakes." And my dad's like, "not stupid, careless." Like <sighs> this mm. idea of like, don't ever call her stupid. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. So they were very that and very mm. like. That's
3: great. That's good.
0: You're great, but we had the kids in school being like, "you're ugly," "you're stupid," "you're dumb," "you're something." Mm. So, and they say that your peer group has more influence on your self-esteem than your parents oh, wow. do sure
5: my my mm-hmm. parents were always like my my dad was like how stupid are you like he would just always call us stupid and um, and like my my two sisters like they never really like went for anything like my older sister she works at a, like as a waitress in a nursing home in the town we grew up in and my younger sister's a stripper and they're just like I just feel like they're so sad. I don't know if it's just because I had, like, this, g- like, really goal-oriented, and I would, like, you know, go after what I wanted, but it's like...
1: Is it wrong I just, that I think that it's sadder to be a waitress than a nurse? No,
5: I mean, <laughs> I, I, to me, my older sister, her life, I just, it makes me so sad. It makes me so sad.
4: Well, I, I, I do think this, in I'm closing... Like, I, and I hope she's listening. Uh, so she knows... <laughs> no, sorry. My story went uh, errant. Um, I think you know if not being loved right, those people like most people that we know. I think you have a better chance of becoming. Um, I don't want to say a more powerful person, really? but like once you're able to identify voices in your head, and you, it's like a skill. It's like yes. you're you're like that uh, diamond. If you're, you're being well, you might be able to
2: identify it, but you have to figure out how to change. Mm-hmm. But once yeah. you do,
4: it's like people who, who grow up if you really, really good looking then you're screwed but if people that grow up who are you know just really really good-looking and everyone laughs at their jokes they don't really have that pressure to develop a personality that say you no, do <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same thing emotionally possibly mm-hmm. or that's my spin because I because I uh, had that mother I had mm-hmm.
0: you still have her
4: she's great yeah she is great but yes that she's scared Scared person.
2: Yeah, scared. That's, I think, That's the thing. The mm-hmm. When people are afraid and haven't figured out their own kind of narcissistic affectus or whatever isn't blocking them, Yeah, then they, they pass their fears on.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's your responsibility mm-hmm. to make them not afraid mm-hmm. anymore.
1: I am absolutely steeped in fear. <laughs> but I I, but I, but I also have to remind myself, like it's it, it's just as likely that whoever it is that I'm afraid of is also afraid of me.
4: Mm-hmm. If you're like, afraid of people.
1: Oh, I'm, well, I mean, I'm mm. afraid of pretty much anything that has a pulse, and some things I don't. But I have, I've definitely, yeah, I, I, I have a huge. I'm motivated. Yeah. I'm mostly motivated by fear.
4: I think you're very, you're not alone.
1: No, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think I think it's a. Um, I think it's a, a
4: a very common human. Even people who get like all these accolades or whatever, they mm-hmm. still are like, if you don't feel good, you don't feel good. Yeah, if you don't feel on on the what's good side happening and on the inside, because it's like it
5: is kind of crazy to think. And I think I relate to this because I feel like this is what drove me so much is like seeing these, maybe like career goals achieved, and be like, well, if I got that, then like I I feel like that person has this, and I love them, so if I could get that, then I could yeah. feel that. And it's a, you know, it's an, it's an illusion. Yeah, it's an illusion, because if you don't feel good in, like, like, there's a quote that's like, if you can't be happy in this very moment, you can never be happy. And I think mm-hmm. it's so true, because it's just more, like, stuff yeah. going on.
4: And relationships are, like, a distraction mm-hmm. to that, and it seems like it filled you up, and then it just it's a temporary thing, yeah. and you're back to your... You have to, like, if you can sit alone and, like, just have this feeling good emanating out of you then then you're okay yeah otherwise you're just totally so i uh
2: in listening to everybody i realized that i've been just taking notes and i realized that i've got a myriad of asshole stories to choose from (laughs) um when i first heard the first memory of being an asshole the first thing that popped into my mind was i remember one time being at somebody's my friend billy's house when i was a kid and his mom took him somewhere and um I uh they left out of the garage and I noticed the garage door was left unlocked and so I um went back to their house she had made some fresh cookies and I went back to their house basically (laughs) broke in and took one cookie and left and I just remember thinking that that's you know like that was well not only illegal but you know an asshole thing to do to a friend. You only
1: took one. I don't know. Like you didn't that, just so. make the cook- you didn't take them all.
2: No. Um, and then I was thinking about it, uh, how I was kind of picked on as a kid, and so I think what I did was I in turn picked on my little brother, Aww. and so I think I was an asshole to him. <laughs> and uh, you now you guys are going oh, and and this is going to be horrible, but. um <laughs> But um, I did things to him, like um, when we would play, uh, we would sometimes play um, boat on my mom's and dad's bed, and I would shove, I wouldn't let him onto the boat to safety, I'd shove him into the, you know, pretend water and tell him that he was being attacked by a shark. And I wouldn't let him up on the bed. And I know that sounds silly, but he would cry. <laughs> anyway um was he like little like 3 or
1: something he was
2: 5 years younger than me uh-huh. and then um <laughs> i remember i would do things like i would open up the freezer when i was it was my mom worked and my dad worked and so we were you know at home i would come home and and he was there and um and so i'd kind of be looking after him and um and he and i would do things like you know i would yell help help and i was downstairs and he'd come running down and i'd have the telephone cord wrapped around my neck like i'd been murdered in the time <laughs> and and it would be very upsetting to him and and then I would do things. I'd open up the, the freezer and I'd scream and I'd have a whole meltdown. I'd say, mom's head is mom's <laughs> been bad, and she, her head is in the freezer. And thing. it would freak him yeah, out absolutely. and he would cry and he would really? cry. He would really your cry. Dad? No, my your little, little brother, like my little <laughs> brother. And um, and so I think I really. I think I really was me- an asshole to him. I was mean to him. Uh, when they shoot horses don't they came out I used to make him like we would put our legs or two of our legs in a bag and we'd run around the pool table because like I say go and we'd have to run to exhaustion because that's what they did and they shoot horses don't they mm-hmm. in the dance marathon and until you know they would fall and I'd make him run around the pool table with me till he was exhausted and begging to stop and <coughs> You know and i would make him keep going until he fell or something happened and it was just there was a cruel kind of a bullying thing um uh my mother i remember one time my mother would you know she had five kids and she was doing the best she could and she would make you know just shitty food i mean just like beanie weenie you know like you know pork a can of pork beans with you know um, wieners cut up in it And that would be like our dinner And um, and still she makes Hamburger gravy which is just basically Potatoes with hamburger gravy Over the potatoes <laughs> um, Still she'll go do you want me to make Some hamburger gravy and I'll go no I don't eat like that anymore <laughs> um, um, But there was one Time when I remember She would sometimes try to pass A, a can of stewed Tomatoes off as a dinner And um, <laughs> And, it's the well, the and and then she'd make toast and cut it up like croutons and put the croutons over the stewed tomatoes and then serve it to us and then, <laughs> like that's dinner. And so I remember one time, saying you know, going by the stove and uh, I told her <laughs> that it looked like in, in the the stewed I said you know that looks like an abortion. <laughs> and my mother just I saw her from the back; her shoulders dropped. She turned the stove <laughs> off and she just went into her room and shut the door and she was just disappointed. And um, and then when I <laughs> talked to her later uh, and I said, I'm sorry, mom, I'm sorry, that was mean to do. And <laughs> I said, you know, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you yell at me? Why didn't you, you know, punish me? And she said, I was just disappointed in you. And, oh. and that really hit
4: me. Oh yeah, that's the worst.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I stole a lot in my younger days. I would I stole things from Marshall Field's. I remember my friend Lisa and I would go to Marshall Field's. We would go in and we would ask for a bag. They would give us a bag and then we would just walk around and get belts and candles and sweaters and Christmas gifts for people and walk around and then we would just, you know, walk out with a whole bag full of loot. And I think about that and I think that's just First of all, illegal again, <laughs> but, um, you know, what an asshole, like what a horrible child. It was just an asshole I behavior. And, yeah. and then when I moved out to California and I stole a couple things at Jimco when I was in college <laughs> and I was scared cause I thought, you know, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm back home where my parents can, <clears throat> you know, come and say, you know, you know, get me out of it or whatever. Um, And so I was kind of concerned about it. And I went to a therapist And in the first session. The therapist told me that we steal when we feel like somebody owes us something. Oh, so um, he we talked about what I felt. He said, you know, what do you feel the world owes you? You know what? What do you feel? And I remember talking about, you know, the prom and how there was no dating for people like me back then and just figuring Uh out. You yeah, um, uh And and so it was like uh, it was like once I figured all that out, I never had the desire to steal again. Um, uh, but that was how I think my acting out, you know, manifested itself in that way. Um, another real quick little thing is, well, There's a story that involves Mary Jo, where um, we were at Mary Jo and I were in the Groundlings together. And one time we were back in that back alley and um
1: which you should say for anyone who doesn't know about this alley this is murder alley like somebody people, literally people has have been, be murdered death, have been murdered people have been
2: stabbed back there people yeah I've, yes. I've seen people back there where I go back there and there's somebody standing in the things with a sawed off shotgun <laughs> yeah you know like you <gasps> see shit back it's there it's a crazy it's dark, really scary back scary, back scary there. alley like it's so, not
1: like third street promenade it's a dark scary <laughs> well that's scary in a different way but it's a dark scary alley
2: so Mary Jo and I were talking and she was doing something and all of a sudden I did this. We were
1: facing each other in the back. And she
2: was, was, I was facing the alley. She was facing the building. And all of a sudden I did this thing where I looked behind her and I went like (gasps) like, you know, and made my eyes, you know, made it look like somebody was coming up behind her really quickly. And I had no control over it. And, And she kind of fell. She kind of went down to her knees and she kind of screamed and fell and went down to her knees. And then she stood up and she walloped me. She slapped me across the face. And she said, that's not funny. I was raped.
0: Oh, and, which is true.
3: And, and uh, it's,
2: true. and it's true. And I didn't know. And I. That's how Tim found out I was reading. That's how I found out. But first of all, I felt like I felt like such an asshole. And um, and but uh, that's, how, that's that's. I feel like that's my reaction. <gasps> and I and I mean walloped me, and I'm and good for her um
1: it's two stories that involve me yeah. and
2: slapping yeah. yeah uh that's what made me uh, and then there's one other thing and this is where I was actually called an asshole when before I ever started working I was working I mean as an actor I was working for my friend Tom McCoy and um he had a he's got a company still McCoy Rigby Entertainment and I was working with him and I needed to see a dentist uh I was, I was working part-time as a page on Cheers and, um, and then, uh, you know, working for him during the week and taking classes at the Groundlings. And uh, so I was, I said to him, I need to see a dentist. And he said, well, go see my dentist and I'll take care of it. And uh, so, you know, through the company. And so I went to the dentist and I was there and they were, the dentist was asking me well why do you live in LA if you work down here and I said well I'm an actor and he said well what have you been on and that question it's one of the first times I'd ever heard that and I didn't really have an answer and so what I said was um I'm on Cheers which was a bald-faced lie and and then his assistant was like what who do you play on Cheers I love that show and he was like, you know, yeah. And I said, uh, I play Woody Harrelson's brother. And then, oh my and God. so then I go out to sign out and all the, you know, the ladies that work there were <clears throat> standing there kind of looking at me wide eyed and like, you know, that's, you know, I don't, re- I don't recognize him, but you know, he's on Cheers, and you know, whatever's going on in their heads. Uh-huh. And I sign out and I go back to work and I tell Tom, my boss, who's, my friend i said tom i have done a horrible thing and i don't know how to fix it but i said you know um i told them that i was on cheers and he was like why would you do that and i said i don't know it came out i felt like you know like i had to justify why i live up there and drive down here and i you know and i lied and he said well you're going to have to call them and you know, tell them. And I said, I can't do that. I really can't do that. And he said, well, I'm going to call him. And he went into the other room (coughs) Uh, and he called the dentist and he told him and I heard him and I was just, you know, dying out there in the front desk. And he said, um, and he said, uh, when he, when he finished, you know, they were talking when he finished, he came out and, and I said, what did he say? And he said, he said that you were an asshole. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then I, of course, could never go back to that dentist.
0: Why did he have to call yeah, the dentist? He
2: wanted me to do, do, the, do right the right thing. thing. He's very moral. He's a very good guy.
0: But the right thing is to tell someone that you you missaid you were a... Like, there's no... No one's going to... No one's like nothing is on the line
2: here there's no well that's there. his dentist
3: that's
0: his dentist <laughs> <laughs> i mean he does
2: yeah that he's got that on the line he's got to go back there and when when they you he goes back there out. when he goes back there and they say you know your friend that you sent was you know blah 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 you know um he just wanted it taken care of and i think he probably wanted to teach me To not lie. But what
0: about the guy putting you on the spot, shaming you for living somewhere else?
2: Well, this happens all the time. I hear all the time people will say to me, you know, well, what are you on? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll say stuff like that. I still get that. You know, I I had somebody stop me just a few days ago at Gelson's and they said, oh, I loved your work on Will & Grace. Do you think you're going to ever be on TV again? And I say, you know, I'm on all the time. And, and they make you mm-hmm. give you your resume. The, but I won't do. I won't yeah. give
5: it to them. But they they try, right? Do you know yeah, that feeling? It the, is an
2: uncomfortable It's a dis- thing.
5: The disguise. The They were like, well, have I seen you on anything? Yeah. Like, well, what like, have I
2: seen you on? Yeah.
5: Well, that's what but, they always mm-hmm. ask. What have I? And and then you list your credits, and like they go, no, no, one. not
2: that. I don't. I never watch it. Oh no, I hated that. Oh no, that's I. I don't. I've never even heard of that. And the next uh. thing you know, you feel like your credits are shitty mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't give it to him yeah. I just kind of keep it moving I just get my little salad at the salad bar <laughs> I moved away from him and I was
5: just like I'm not even going to deal with it and also sometimes when you cause like for that web series that I did it's like you know a lot of times gay guys will see it and this like um, and like they'll say "How we've met before and, and it'll be a stranger I'm like oh no we haven't they're like how do I know you mm-hmm. and I'll never say like you know, like, well, maybe you've seen me, maybe she because, right, right. like, if no. I, anytime I've said that they've like, I, I don't, you know, they No, it's not that yeah. they'll say, no, it's not that. Yeah. I don't. And then you sound like, you feel like, weird a, you feel like, like an asshole. Yeah, yeah. The how do
2: you,
1: how do I know you thing is always like, well, what you're making me do all the work. Yeah. Do you know me well, or you don't. What I
2: hate hearing mm-hmm. is for me and you might get this too, but I get a lot of, I know you. And I say, my little standard answer is, I don't know that we've met. I'm Tim Bagley, and then I say, What's your name? And they go, They always end up saying, Do you know Tommy and Bobby? Do you know Jimmy and uh, Hervé? Right. Do you know Stanley Herve. and you know uh, Paco? Like it's always they list, and I, I'm sitting there thinking they're listing all their gay friends, and they mm-hmm. think that they've met me with their gay friends uh, at a party, and it's so offensive. And I'm like, I want to say. No, I, I don't know any of your gay friends. Pepper
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. You go yeah. way back Yeah, you he and Herve. Do you guys think, though, some of it might be, I, I'm assuming this the last person was a woman, but you're being hit on? Because isn't that a standard hit on thing of, hey, I know you from somewhere. It's just a way to open up conversation, isn't no. it?
2: No, it's a different feeling. It's confusing.
0: Yeah.
5: It's, yeah. it's
2: confusing because yeah. sometimes, and and it's really gotten weird when you get older, because for me, I don't know if they're coming on to me. I'm hoping, but um, but, but I can't make that assumption. It might be that they're just, you know, mm. they recognize me from somewhere and they don't know. So it's all
5: very confusing. How about for you, Jimmy? Well, when you were saying being hit on the one time, like a woman came up to me and she said, I was wearing a shirt that said everyone loves a Jewish boy. and. um I'm not Jewish but actually Adam was it was his shirt but I still have it after all these years because I don't know I just I have I guess I stole it from him and um she was like hey she's like I love your shirt and I was like um oh yeah this guy I I dated you know and I think she was expecting it to be like you know she would have this conversation maybe I was her husband but in terms
4: of like uh,
5: and then she ran after that like she left really quickly but yeah, I, it's a different feeling. Like it's a different vibe. Yeah,
4: yeah there's no good conversation in in this you know business. Like when you're on like a plane stuck with somebody, there's just no good conversation I've ever had. By saying like <laughs> I'm in like entertainment, if I always say like I work with computers, that shuts it down. Yeah, <laughs> or I say I work at a landfill. There's no. There's I just no remembered
1: follow. something because I was on a plane. And this happened where uh, an episode of something that I was on was, was playing in the plane. So the person sitting next to me sees me on the screen and does this thing like, and then did the... Have you done any, so is that, was that the last thing you ever did? Like, cause I was so young, like it was an old episode of Frasier or something. And then like, just the assumption of like, well, I guess that was your career. You did uh, an episode of Frasier. Yeah, and that's cause it. you're not famous now, you're sitting in coach. Yeah, it's me. weird.
2: There's always, there's always a weird thing that it's like, they feel like they can just say anything. Mm. It's a weird thing, but also on that, I had an experience on a plane once uh, years ago. It was Third Rock from the Sun, and it was the first time I saw myself on a plane on a show Mm -hmm. on the airplane and the guy to my right was asleep. The guy to my left was kind of. He was brought in um, in a in a Wheelchair? In, well no it was like he had a body cast he was brought the, the in after everybody mile. was sitting no but he was brought in and so he was had this body cast thing on and um, anyway all, all of a sudden I don't, I don't remember but there was a thing of third rock from the sun and i was in three scenes and i remember the first two scenes he was watching it the first two scenes i was like he's gonna recognize me (laughs) he's gonna say something and i wanted him to say something and i was like you know he's you know and the third scene started and he didn't say anything and i found i heard myself go "Uh uh-oh who's that (laughs) <laughs> and he goes uh, what and he looks at me and he goes is that you and i go yeah it is that's uh, me and and then uh, he didn't say anything else after oh, so no. i just felt like uh Uh-oh, so embarrassed small. yeah like small and then when i left <laughs> i remember nobody you know said anything and I, and i just expected i expected people to be like oh we saw you but they didn't they didn't recognize me or whatever and so it was Like, you can't expect (laughs) that either. That's hilarious. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Who's Uh that? I was on a
0: plane, (laughs) and it was three seats and three seats, and there were three of us together. And then in the the three seats in front of us, uh, somebody had the window and somebody had the aisle, and there was a dude in between them. But the five of us all knew each other. And um, I was just looking through the crack and the thing, and I saw this guy had on his laptop the office, and it was my episode of The Office. That I was on. It's not my episode. I was on it. It's the tiniest part. But I nudged uh, Stephanie Courtney and I was like, hey, look. Like, through the crack. Like, look, that's me. Just like, it's funny. But Stephanie decides to tell the dude <laughs> who's watching the
2: episode. That you're on.
0: So she taps him and he has to do that thing of like taking his earphones out and be like, what? 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 <sighs> and it's the the moment has passed because it's such a tiny part. She goes, oh, she's on the episode that you're And He rewinds it. And sees it, and he's like, oh, cool, and I think that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah. But then he starts to talk to all of us, because everybody's an actor, because we had all gone somewhere for an acting thing, and, and he's getting into acting whatever. But I was like, no, I, I had zero intention of this being a thing. Yeah. I mean, and then she said later, at some point I had fallen asleep, and that he, like, turned around and just stared at me. <gasps>
4: Whoa. So I
0: had the opposite. I had the tiniest part. Someone else told him about it, and he... He just watched me sleeping because I'd been on his laptop. Why me. are you making Tim feel so bad? I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! Great stories. Tim, do you have any yeah. more assholes oh, stories? Oh, is that it?
2: That's that's it. That's it. You All right. I have one. Only yeah. I, have so one I have I There's one. uh One more, if you really. It. Want yes, to hear. It's horrible. I want it. Bring us um, home. Uh, when I was I uh, in seventh grade I was on the football team and um, and um, really? there was a a kid who um, named Larry and he was on the team and the thing about him is that he was really short and he was poor and so um, <laughs> they were really mean to him and so he kind of you know it kind of because he was short and poor
3: it it was worse
2: than you know me being not You know, kind of a sissy and not being good at football and so so something happened at the end of the game and we were all in the showers and I just remembered them at one point the guys were all sliding Larry from you know one end of the it's like a big huge shower square like a big huge room and they would slide him from and we all just kind of had our hands up and we would slide him from one person to the next and he couldn't get his bearings and And, oh and they were sliding him around like a hockey puck, you know, through the, you know, from one person to the next. And I remember- Was he down it, on the ground? Yeah, he was down on the ground, <laughs> trying desperately to get up and they'd shove him back down and keep sliding him. And then he, at one point, fell and cut his mouth and he was bleeding oh. and they were still sliding yes, him. Right. And um, And I remember he came to me and my hands were up and I, you know, pushed him rather than trying to help him. I was going along with the other guys thinking this could be me and um, I shoved him and then um, uh, I remember the very last thing I just he just came to me once but the last thing they did was kind of dragged him in the corner and somebody uh, pissed on him they held him down and somebody pissed on him and then he kind of left and and I always felt like as an adult I wish I had the strength as a kid to take him, walk him out of there, you know, help him. But I was afraid myself. But that was like uh, so I felt like an asshole Mm -hmm. uh, because I participated in that. But um, I remember then I told my parents I didn't want to be in football after that. And I never really told them why I didn't want to, like, you know, make a big deal out of it, but I just that was that really affected me. I just thought, I don't, I don't want, I don't like this, and this could very easily be me, mm-hmm. so yeah. I need to move, keep it moving. Yeah,
4: I bet I'm mean, not that it's a good that, that happened, but I bet like through your life you were kinder to people who are down. Not really, <laughs> yeah. no. you remember the I, alley? I cannot or? tell you how many people
2: I have pissed on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, I think that. Certainly as an adult, I will speak up when I see mm-hmm. somebody being picked on.
1: But even that is scary.
2: Yeah, but I yeah. will speak up. I will speak up. But it is, it is scary to speak up. But also, I see adults being picked on. I remember uh, a, a casting director picking on a guy that, you know, had flip-flops or something like that. <laughs> and I just lashed out at her. And then um, I mean, I, I don't even I, I don't even remember. I just lashed out at her and I, I was, you know, and I didn't audition and I left. And then I, uh, I had just started um, um, something called effects or it was an antidepressant. <laughs> and I Googled and it said that one of the things was that you get really aggressive. <laughs> one <of the> things. <laughs> and so I found out that that's what was happening. But I but I do feel like sometimes that lashing, you know, that that standing up for somebody when mm-hmm. when you see an injustice. But she was just he had flip flops and she just was like, you know, you shouldn't wear flip flops. And she was so disrespectful to him. And I just kind of gave her a little bit of Tim Bagley shit. Nice. Yeah. Tim Bagley yeah. shit yeah, on done. effects. Yeah. I was in New
4: York and this I, I did not speak up. It's happened recently. This girl that I was that just started like hanging out with. She came like on the subway and some guy was like like uh, masturbating she's kind of shaking up about it and then so we're walking on the street she's telling me this i see another guy coming this way a very scary looking person i see him zone in on her and he kind of like puffs his chest out mm. and i was like oh no you know i'm not a big guy <laughs> and so what do you do it's like it's happening right it's happening wow and so i like kind of like started put my arm out and then he just came right up into her and like got way in her space, like right near her face and went right around her and then wow. just kept going. Mm. I didn't say anything. I didn't yeah. say, like, hey buddy, yeah, you didn't don't. Do anything. I just was totally quiet. Yeah. Now, what do you think But about then that? you regret <laughs> that, don't you? You no, carry that, I don't you don't. get I don't about a gun. I just like, yeah, like right. he wanted to fight. And I just okay. was like, this isn't. But I did feel like not manly. Yeah,
2: I feel like in those moments, any time to speak up or anything that you could do, if you went and just put your, you know, said, you know, I don't know, like to, if she felt unsafe, you went and put your arm around her. I don't know. I I just feel like...
4: I didn't have time, but I wish I had, like, got in front of her and, like, kind of held her like mm -hmm. that. It just happened too quick to, like, make a decision like that. But, yeah, yeah, I wish I did do that.
5: There was a time in high school I was with my um, best friend. and We were walking. There were these, like, three drunk guys, and they were like... Hey, was going? And they're like, you know, hitting on her, and uh, and she was just like, didn't say anything because it was, you know, obviously uncomfortable. And but they were like making these sexual um, advances, and she just kind of like, kind of, didn't really roll her eyes, but kind of like moved out of the way. And then they, those guys took it as such an offense, like took such offense to it, like they were like, oh yeah, you're gonna like what, like look at me like Disrespect. that, you cunt. Oh, no. cunt. And she turned around, and like we were both like shocked, and I wish. And then, like, they thought that I was her boyfriend. They're like, oh, yeah, like, uh, you're, you're going to stand up for your girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I I wish that I had, even if I got my ass kicked, like, yeah. I wish I had done something. But we just kind of, like,
4: stood there. What do you and, think about that? Because it, it does, like, put everybody yeah. in more danger. And yeah. then you're, like, being chivalrous. What do you, what do you think?
0: I think... Um, mm-hmm. I never think someone needs to stand up for me and if they're gonna if it's like three dudes versus one dude, like mm-hmm. all it's gonna happen is the one guy's gonna get his ass kicked. Yeah. So there's no need for it. The mm-hmm. more thing is like, let's just get out of this situation. Yeah. If you're dealing it's so with so emasculating. Though. It's not emasculating because yeah. it's smart. It makes sense. Like it makes sense if it's like me and another guy and three but if he's guys. Like you we said calling Yeah. What are it's we gonna, like gonna do? Like and I have yeah, that I is have haunting. a temper, but I will say as as the person because I think ladies get it more often um, you learn like the the, the instant reaction is to bolt to get away from it as quickly as possible it's not to confront it I mean I have a temper and I will scream at people but it's like no, with something like that. And
4: with you, are with, with a guy like a new guy, I you want me to, to stick up for you? No,
0: because it'll just get him hurt. Like, like you said, if I, if it's you and me, and I see some big crazy guy coming, my instinct is not like he's going to protect me from this guy, or I might, I might think about the logic of it. I might be like, how big is that guy versus how big is this guy? What's going to happen? But also, that guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. What do
2: you my, think, Mary Jo? My
1: instinct is always to get in the middle. Like my instinct is to step <laughs> in, like. I get very protective. I'm like that too. And I'll step in, and I want in. to step in, and I will put myself in in harm's way. But also, I'm sitting here thinking this is sort of an interesting take on this. And since the 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 story came up about um, I, the reason that I slapped you, um, I uh, my assailant was black, and um, I had a very um, for about, about a year, I would, could not be in close proximity to a black man. Um, I just had this terror. And I was an asshole several times in my attempt to get away from a black man who had nothing to do with my attack. But like, and I would see it in their face. Like I would cross to the other side of the street and like just, you know, here comes a, just a black guy. Just He just happens to be walking towards me on the sidewalk. And I see him, see me, and I know what's happening with me is that I'm freaking out and I'm panicking and I could see him look at me and then s- cross the street and knowing what I was doing to him of like, that girl just crossed the street to get away from me because yeah. I'm black. Or at least that's what I project on yeah. him. Or once I'm going to a movie, um, a sold out movie, and we got there early so we could, you know, because this is not this is pre-arc light, so you have to stay in line or whatever. So uh. we got there early. To get good seats and then the theater fills in around you and like the last person to sit down was this black guy sat next to me and i was like i had a total panic attack like i can't sit in the dark next to this guy for two hours i can't do it i can't do it and i'm whispering to my sister i can't sit next to this black guy and he's totally hearing me Mm and i'm and i'm panning he has no way to know no reason to know why Mm -hmm. i have to get up and i was so aware like i'm being such an asshole i'm being Blatantly racist is how I'm coming off by anybody who doesn't know me and doesn't know my circumstances and why I'm doing this. Mm. And all they hear is some girl going, I can't sit next to a black guy in a movie theater. Like, (laughs) what a fucking asshole.
2: Because if it was a white guy uh, that raped you, I would have had um, the same... You you would have been afraid of all white guys?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, mean, see,
2: you kind of clumped them all together. Oh, absolutely. Well,
1: it's interesting because my therapist... At the, the, the day that this happened, I, was, I went to see my therapist the next, you know, the, it happened in the middle of the night. And then that morning, I went and saw my therapist. And she said, uh, she actually said to me, don't be surprised if you find yourself afraid in weird situations. I said, that's crazy. That would never happen. And yet, I, it did for several months where if I, it was just me in close proximity to, and I totally did. It was totally inappropriate. And I felt shame about it. Um, I felt terrible about it, that I, ha- that I was blanketing, like blanketly putting this fear on every black man that I came in proximity to, and it was completely irrational, And uh, but I did for a long time, and then... Um,
2: how did you figure out how to move past
0: that?
1: I slept with a guy at Club Med.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, my asshole story. Yes. Um... Okay, so uh, it was funny because I was trying to think of an asshole story and um, I asked my sister and she said, you should ask Ian because he probably knows. Because um, I couldn't think of anything s- specific. And then I tried to think of something where um, I knew I was being a jerk and I was fine with it. So it wasn't something where like I'd done something and I'd hurt somebody's feelings and I apologized. It was something where like I knew I hurt someone's feelings and I was I didn't go back from it. because. I think I've said this on the podcast before. Um, there was this thing in our our yearbook in Catholic school where this, the eighth graders would gift the seventh grader something, and my gift was Colleen gifts her I'm sorry's because I said I'm sorry all the time. So there's so much apologizing. Mm-hmm. So – when I got to high school, I went from Catholic school to a public high school. And I didn't know anyone except for one kid. And we would, like, briefly acknowledge each other with, like, head nods. Uh.
3: <laughs> and then we just
0: pretended we didn't know each other at all. Now we're Facebook friends, which is great. Um, but so I was just alone. And uh, I drawing and painting was my first class of, of the day, but also my first class of the entire year. And this is... By the way, so four, I'm 14 years old. It just started freshman year. I got my period like a week before freshman year happened. Man, Jesus. Uh, so which means I got like all that hormonal stuff, like pimples, boobs, and I shot up to like two inches. So I was like six foot one, had boobs for the first time, was bleeding from my vagina for the first time, and had acne for the first time. All and starting high school where I don't know anybody. So we're in drawing and painting, and I make friends with this girl Sarah Martin. And Sarah Martin um, moved uh, to Hawaii a couple of years ago from Portland, so it's very exciting because anyone who's from, like, the mainland is really interesting. And she's really funny and interesting and nice, and she has a snaggletooth, which which she called a snaggletooth. She, I think it was, like, her number one introductory uh, fact, which is that basically one of her front teeth was almost entirely crooked and just went over the other front tooth. And... But I didn't know anybody, and it was great. And so I befriended her, and we were friends in that class, and it was awesome. Then the other friend I made was uh, Lisa Morton. I'm still friends with Lisa. Um, and we met, being an asshole, in freshman English, somebody said something stupid. Our We had an English teacher, and then we had like a shadow shift English teacher. Like, I don't know what it is when a teacher is learning how to teach. Uh But uh, somebody who said Langston Hughes instead of Langston Hughes. (laughs) I mean, she was a moron. And she said something dumb, and I think either I said something snotty or Lisa said something snotty, and and no one else snickered but the other one. And then we made, like, eye contact across the room. That's amazing. Because it was like... Like, let's say she just went, like, Langston and Hughes, and Lisa goes, you mean Langston and Hughes, and you hear, from the other side of the room, and then we just, like, make eye contact, mm-hmm. and a friendship is born out of snarkiness. <laughs> um, so we're... Hello, Twitter world. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were just so douchey and met And, like, all we did that entire class was just make fun of our English teachers for being morons. Uh, and Lisa was and still is incredibly brilliant and smart. Did she
2: get her... Is Lisa the one with the snake?
0: No, Lisa's Lisa's Sarah. Sarah Sarah Snaggletooth. Just think of the alliteration. Sarah Snaggletooth, Lisa literary uh, literaryly smart. Okay.
1: I think he's telling you not to bang on the table.
0: Oh, sorry. Um so then um uh we the three of us become sort of friends and everything. And um we this whole kind of sense centers around the gym at our school. So the gym was where everything happened. Like, you know, there were bleachers and they all assemblies happened there and everything. And uh, this is like a tiny little ass story, but there was this girl, Lauren Uitake, who wore these shoes that I hated. So it's the 90s, so everyone's wearing, like, chunky platforms. And she had these, like, rubber-soled, chunky platforms that she wore every single day, and they were hideous. And I hated them so much. Like, you know, the what a Doc Martin yeah basis that clear that Mm -hmm. weird kind of rubber it was that so it wasn't even like a patent leather kind of thing it was just this I hated them and she was kind of mean and there was something where it was like different representatives from the different classes had to do some sort of weird race the length of the gym to win something and she ran and she ate it she fell so hard and I remember thinking like that's what you get for wearing those fucking shoes (laughs) which is so mean I mean she (laughs) ate it in front of the entire student body and all I thought was like I hate those shoes and you fell because you were wearing those stupid fucking shoes (laughs) so that's I never said that to anyone but it was like a cruel thought I had in my brain it was an asshole thought so anyway cut to uh, a long time later end of the year me and Sarah and Lisa are sitting in the gym and you know people have been elected to various positions in school And this girl, Erin Simpkins, who is like a John Hughes character. She was beautiful. She was a freshman, but she hung out with seniors. Um, Crazy nice to me. We were in gym together freshman year, and I was the person who no one else changed in a bathroom stall. Everyone else just changed in front of everybody else. But I would go to a bathroom stall, and I'm so tall that, like, it wasn't even (laughs) – like covering anything like you could see mm-hmm. it was like a weird you know like a almost like a what are you, what is that thing where they put black bars over things to like a, like a, a sensor? sensor it yeah. was like a censorship strip like that's all it covered because it was so high and so low oh but How I still are you? six one yeah. freshman year so it just covered those things but i would change there and i remember aaron simpkins borrowed my deodorant once and i thought like i got to scrape the top off the <laughs> deodorant because I don't know what attractive, sexually active uh, underwear, uh, d- underwear, uh, underarm diseases I might get from this woman. Anyway, but she was so nice to me. And I don't know why she was so nice to me because it was so awkward and no one else was super nice to me. So we're sitting in this um, gym for some assembly. And the beginning of the assembly had started with Sarah giving Lisa grief because... Lisa's mom had given her a ride to school, and there's two ways to get into school. There's this giant driveway that goes up to the school, and there's a parking lot. And then there's a back parking lot that's tiny. And so if you were dropping your kid off at school, you went to the back parking lot because no one was there, and it was really easy, and you could drop somebody off. If you went up the giant one-way driveway, you had to fight with everybody who was trying to park, everyone was trying to drop their kids off at school. It took forever. So she's bitching to Lisa about the fact that uh, they were late for school because her dumb mom took the dumb route up the, to school. I'm sitting there and I'm like it's annoying me, but I'm taking it and Lisa's not upset, so it's fine. And then Aaron Simpkins comes out as I think our freshman representative to say something. And she's
1: the one that, that ate it,
0: Aaron Simpkins? No, Aaron that, that's Aaron's the pretty one. Aaron's the pretty oh, one. The pretty Lauren is the one who ate oh, right, right. it. Yeah. I just need you to know that I had horrible feelings in the same gym. <laughs> so, uh uh, Aaron comes out to say something and Sarah starts bitching about her. And I was just like, I had it. Like, I had it with her. And I was like, you know what? Uh, she's actually really nice. She's been really nice to me and I think you should stop talking about her like that. And she starts to get worked up and she's like, you know what? She's awful and she was mean to our friend Pat and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, all I know is she had zero reason to be nice to me, and she's been 100% nice to me. And um, she doesn't sit around bitching about the fact that someone did her a favor and gave her a ride to school and uh, uh, is an ungrateful asshole or something like that. And Sarah starts crying, just like fully crying. And it's the first time in my life where I was like, this person is crying. I'm a crier most of the time I'm still surprised when I start to cry and people just don't care and they will still yell at me like well, I'm literally crying you've upset me so much that I'm sobbing and you're still at me like what else do you want but I thought I'm right like, sh- I'm right she's wrong she's being shitty to Lisa she's being shitty to Aaron Simpkins she's a dick I'm done like and I'm not gonna back down cause I'm right and she's wrong but I knew it I knew that I'd made a choice Someone was sad. And all I had to do was be like, I'm sorry. Or I snapped. Because I didn't need to be that mean to her. I didn't need to drive her to cry. But I just made a choice. I remember a teacher came up and was like, what's happening? Why is Sarah crying? And I was like, because she's overreacting to something. Like, I was such a dick.
5: (laughs) You were, like, in your power. Yeah, I was
0: 100% in my power of, like, I'm standing up for Lisa and Lisa's mom. I'm standing up for Aaron Simpkins and i'm not going to let this girl terrorize me anymore with her meanness and her judgment i
2: and her snickle too and
0: her snickle too <laughs> and we literally never talked again huh. she uh she only stuck around for that year she moved somewhere else the next year but I, and i was devastated like she had parties that she invited other people to and i didn't get invited to but that is the last time i had an interaction with that person we were both 14 year olds I, I I'm assuming she has an amazing life, uh, and I do know that she got like corrective dental something because someone said something about it and like her snaggle tooth went away. Well, that was my question. <laughs> but I, it's I the weirdest thing about me and about it to me is that I knew it. Like I thought about it. I was like, I'm aware of what I'm doing, and I made a choice to harden. Uh huh. And it's a weird thing for me now because I. I constantly think, you know, when you get into fights with somebody or whatever that um, no one's 100% right and you you got to soften and you got to understand, you got to be empathetic to what somebody else is doing. Um, but then there's this other part of me that is the person that said, like, no, nope, you're right and she's wrong. It's like you concede a ton. Like, you're constantly going, like, you're right, I'm wrong. And you apologize all the time. You're the girl who left your I'm sorry's to the seventh grade. Like, that's the person you're known as. Right. And I might be having an overreaction to that, but I I wonder a lot of the times if I have maybe even like a weird bipolar personality that's like ultra insulting and then ultra apologetic and then maybe I need to find some like weird middle ground. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that to me is the first time I can really remember – choosing to look in the face of a crying 14 year old girl who was just upset because i yelled at her about something and being like yeah that's it
4: not that this is a contest but tim <laughs> told his little brother his most <laughs> severed head was in the freezer
0: <laughs> i know it is this also because i was thinking about my asshole things and they're all very like when I was aware of my motivation, I think cause sometimes people, I think a lot of people do terrible things. Not, that's not
2: a terrible it's, thing. Well, that is terrible. <laughs> it's cruel. Um, but, um, but, you know, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the, what motivates somebody to be cruel, you're talking about cruelty.
0: Or a choice to not care, mm-hmm. you know, to go, I know this person's feelings are hurt. Right. And, and to not care. And to not care. And to be, if I I feel like I'm a very empathetic person, so it's yeah. even more. It's not even like. You yeah, gotta shut it off. Yeah, I'm not one of those people who's like, what, I didn't even notice. Like, I noticed and knew 100% that she was upset. And I thought. Do you ever do that anymore? It's different
1: because, like, I mean, I was cruel to my brother for sure. Like, when you were talking about torturing your brother. <laughs> I was so cruel to my brother. Like we used to play, my sister and I did this together. We would play bank, which makes no sense, but this is how we would play bank. I would be the teller, and I would be at the bank window, and my sister would be having a transaction, and my brother would be in line behind her, and I would it, the, the game would take about 12 seconds to play. This is how you play the game. The game <laughs> starts with the end of the transaction between me and my sister, where I say, and here's your change and thank you for coming to the bank. And she says, thank you, have a nice day. And she steps away and my brother steps up and says, hi, I need to make a deposit. And I pull the window down and say, I'm sorry, we're closed. <laughs> and that's the end of the game. And he would fall for it every single time. It was his goddamn football, Charlie Brown football moment. And I would say, do you want to play bank? Because I knew, I knew that he would fall for it. And then he would cry. And I got some kind of, and he it would was cry. Totally cru- oh, he would cry. And my sister never laughed, would laugh. And that was so cruel. I was, I was reminded of that when you talked about your, um, beheading your mother.
2: <laughs>
1: that's how I heard it. <clears throat>
0: anyway. Anyway, yeah. I don't, I mean, Ian, you can weigh in. I don't think I was ever, I was the younger sibling. You never get to torture anyone. I uh, took care of it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't that cruel. No. He but on.
2: do you find, do you find in your life that you're ever cruel now? I mean, uh, uh. An asshole now. Teaching an improv class. Where you, where you, where you see somebody crying, and you feel like I'm going to make that decide. I'm going to decide to, you know, be be an asshole.
0: No, but I just recently had a fight with somebody where I didn't remember it as I was being mean, and they remembered me as being mean. And alcohol was involved, so that can change things, but. I remember then when they told me I was being mean, I thought, I don't think I was being mean, but I I can't fight against someone's memory of me being mean. Mm-hmm. So I guess I just have to go back to, like, there must be something about me that did something. So then it goes back to, like, trying to figure out what's wrong with me.
5: It's kind of confusing because, like, People can be projecting stuff all the time, and like you do something totally without that intention, and then you have to have this conversation because they're like, Well, I felt like you did this. Like, so I feel like if your intention, if you have the intention of like, I'm really not trying to be cruel. Like, me and my roommate, we get, we've known each other since we were 14. Um, We went to high school together, and we live together now. He's my best friend. And we have these fights that are insane, like uh, over fl- things like floss. Like, and we'll be we screaming. We won't talk to each other for days. But he'll say that I have cheap taste in floss, or find ways <laughs> to like cut me down. And that's a bird! It, but, 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 but like, cheap. Just, but but you're like, I've never even heard that. No one's ever insulted my the floss that I buy. And just like, and he had this, uh, he had this birthday. It was not a surprise birthday. He knew he was me and his other best friend were throwing this party, but he didn't know the details. And he had said, I really don't, he's like, he's like, I don't want to know anything about it. And it's like, of course, great. But I would, you know, like at one point I posted something on the wall. It was like a gif of Abby Lee Miller, like the really overweight woman from Dance Moms who's like so cruel. And it's a gif of her being like, we're going to have fun today, screaming that just to kind of get people excited for the, the birthday party I put on this wall. And he got mad at me. He's like, he's like, I feel like you're just like, trying to fish get people to say stuff about what this party is going to be we ended up just throwing this like we rented this space in Hollywood that has like beds and computers and like played board games it was so fun and it was like a pajama party but and he didn't know it and he kept thinking that I was trying to bait him to get this information I'm like I'm just like sharing in a general way about you know what you know being excited about it and I specifically said the cruelest thing I could have said where I was like I was like you, I was like you're impossible to do something nice for. You're I was like you're a fucking nightmare. And like at this point, and we've been friends for 16 years, I'm like, and at this point I really question why if I want to be friends with you. Oh, and this is like a few worst. it's a few days before his 30th birthday and it's like this thing uh. and I knew that I, that was an, an insane thing. It was I could see it in his face. Like his face just you know. Yeah,
0: like you don't say those things. Yeah. They're meant only to mess somebody up.
5: Yep. But yeah, but my intention and so I, I and I didn't want to apologize to him because in my head I was like fantasizing like, well, we just you know, I'll start looking for a new place to live and I'll move <laughs> out and blah blah blah. Because I just didn't want to, but I knew it was just so mean. And, and then how I, long ago was that? It was a few weeks ago. <laughs> have, you, have you made up with him? Yeah, we did, and we had, did the birthday party and all that stuff. Oh, and,
0: and then did he apologize? Because the birthday party was amazing. He
5: had the best mm-hmm. time ever. Yeah, he loved it. All right.
0: All right. Well, I think that that wow. wraps up our what a bunch of assholes. assholes. Yes. We really show assholes. what kind of assholes we are. Yeah. Um. All right. So really quick. Um... Let's have Kyle. Shameless plug. Shameless, Shameless plug. plug. Oh,
4: you gotta check out my Instagram. <laughs> Kyle Donegan won. There's a lot of fun there. Pictures. It's great. Yeah.
0: He also writes for the Amy Schumer Show. He's yeah. an Emmy Award winner.
4: Yeah. That's what you won. That's what my mother was know. like.
5: I know you Can they take you.
4: that away from
5: you? Yeah. That was so like, um, <laughs> that was like very, um, what's the opposite when you're humble? Like you were like, I won something. Boastful. Uh, no, it was uh, it was humble. It was very it was modest. Hum, it was modest. All it right,
0: Jimmy, what are you promoting?
5: I guess I'll just um, promote my second season of the show that I wrote. It's called Go Go Boy Interrupted. Great. And it'll That's be awesome. out next month. Yay! But, yeah, and there'll be a lot of um, damaged gay guys in it.
1: <laughs> Where can people find
5: that? Um, it's just on YouTube. Oh. Wow. Uh, Tim
2: Bagley. <laughs> uh, Tweet me at I am Tim Bagley. Go to my website, timbagley.com. Or and I can be seen on t- a show on TV land called Teachers on yeah. Wednesday nights. And another show
4: where you're in three scenes was on the
1: airplane.
4: Right? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's old. Oh, who's that? Uh-oh, who's
5: that? Uh-oh. Who's that?
1: Uh-oh, who's that? And Uh-oh. that? Teachers
5: is very funny. Uh-oh. I watch that show. Uh-oh.
4: Who's
1: that? Hilarious. Okay, well, you can follow me, Mary Jo, at uh, my Twitter handle is at Mary jo LA. Um, and Oh, and I do want to do a plug, because I was um, asked to guest produce, um, the, uh, there's a show called Rant and Rave, which is an essay show mm. that's uh, produced by Rogue Machine Theatre, which I know, Tim, you've done Rant and Rave, and mm-hmm. I've done it myself. Um, and they asked me to guest, guest produce the next chapter, which I was really, really excited. So the show is uh, Monday, March 14th, 8 o'clock, at their new location, which is at the Met Theatre. And, um, this is on my Twitter page and I'll be tweeting, tweeting this, um, uh, um, incessantly when it gets closer. <laughs> um, but you'll have to come because, um, there's some really great people on the lineup, including, uh, Liz Feldman and George McGrath and Annie Nicastro and like people that, um, are really fantastic and, and worth listening to. And when yeah. is that? And what is it? Monday, the March 14th. The, uh, the chapter is adventure.
0: Ah. Yeah. Uh, my thing is, uh, Colleen uh, Smee it's my at Colleen Smee is Yahoo just Colleen and then Smith without the T-H and then uh, in April I'm doing a show called The Knot that I wrote directed, direct and star in um, it's a post-apocalyptic Grindhouse parody and it's uh, three Mondays at the Growlings. it's the 4th the 18th and the 25th of April of April mm-hmm. and uh, Ian Dr. Von Smith is the uh like composer right what it sounds? yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. score is done by Ian and it's my first ever score yeah 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 and there's a ton of really fun delightful people in it and there's ladies in lingerie so it's Ooh. great um, Ian Ian screams what
3: are you need I got I got some business here oh Ian's got,
0: oh there's a lot of pitching and the microphone over the
3: <laughs>
4: um, so it lasts in the <laughs> we meet
3: <laughs> Biblicalproofofufos.com. Our new record, Fireballs of Love, came out Ooh. on uh, February 14th. It was our gift to the world.
0: And we are playing live on KXLU uh, April 1st. So, one month from today when you're listening to this. Thank you very much. Woo. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so, then our first will be Ian's first, and then our first. We'll re pitch it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you can follow the
1: podcast um, at my first time pod. First is spelled out. Yep. And uh, you can find us on the web at myfirsttimepodcast.net. And I think that's it. I think that's it. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you. Tweet us
1: if you have an idea for uh, My First Time Story. I'd like to hear. Tweet us. Yeah. Happy March. And follow us on Twitter. Yay. Yay.
2: And don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole.